Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show with, oh my gosh. Corona. A show with 100% more internet. Yes. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on the Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here Sitting over there in her palatial estate is the Duchess of the Dorks. It is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Hello. Happy to have internet. So I made a realization yesterday Mm -hmm. that like, um, so we give, we give Hank a lot of nicknames. Mm -hmm. Hank has, you know, just a lot of, a lot of nicknames. Hankopotamus is a big one. (laughs) Um, the uh you know but uh but but i realized the other day that like one thing we have called him basically since he was born mm-hmm. was uh was henry pickle <laughs> and i never made the connection that <laughs> i work with somebody work very closely with somebody yeah. whose last name is also that yep. and so i want to be extremely clear that if anybody ever hears me refer to my son as henry pickle <laughs> Or the Hank Potato, um, that I am not saying that Ashley is his mother. <laughs> yes, that is a fact. That is very true. My parents uh, had to think first four really hard. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, go on. Do, do, do my, finish your sentence and then get me first <laughs> My parents had to, like, trying to name kids, obviously, with the last name Pickle. Like, they really, really, really wanted to name my brother Dylan, but they couldn't do that because then people would have called him Dill Pickle. So... Elfie and Trish had to uh, make sure that it sounded right. That's just something I guess that some parents don't have to think about very much. Well, I mean, look, there's there's some things that you have to like take into account, and mm-hmm. and the big like one of the things is that like you got to make sure that kids aren't going to make fun of them. Yeah, because of their name. You don't want to set your kid up for for to be bullied. Well, when you have the last name um, Pickle and you're in elementary school and junior high with a bunch of dumb boys, you get made fun of. But, you know, at yeah. least the first name wasn't Dill. <laughs> uh, That's first four. absolutely true. Rob Hadaway, me, Daniel Agnew, and Tony. Welcome in, guys. Hi, guys. 
Today is Wednesday, April 8th, 2020, 232 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 937. 937. This is the Calvin Schiraldi episode. Um, Calvin Schiraldi uh, was a pitcher who appeared in all of three games for the Texas Rangers in 1991. Four point four and two-thirds innings, boasted a, 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 a nice 11.57 ERA, and this is not going to surprise you. Those were his final three Major League Baseball appearances. Anyway, shout out to you, Calvin Schiraldi. <laughs> uh, an Austin Westlake product. Hey, and University of Texas product. The Chaps. How about that? Pretty, huh, pretty neat. Hmm. That's all I have. Uh, okay. Something On today's new show, every guys. day. On today's show, guys, uh, we are going to uh, have This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. We're going to talk a little bit about our new bracket challenge up on TexasFootball.com, uh, which rolled out today and has already got people very angry. And then back half of the show, a couple days ago, I caught up with the new head coach of the Dallas Carter Cowboys, Coach Spencer Gilbert, uh, and he has a remarkable story about uh, meeting his kids and um, uh, the becoming a new coach during this time. Yeah. And so you will not want to hear, uh, you will not want to miss uh, the new head coach of the Dallas Carter Cowboys, Coach Spencer Gilbert, coming up here at the back half of the program. But first. Uh, a little bit earlier today, we caught up with Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst from Next Level Athlete, uh, talked all the latest news and notes uh, on recruiting from around the state. Here is This Week in Recruiting on Texas Football Today. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruton. Fun with the delay. It's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter. At next level D1 powers, how you doing? Good. How are you? The the corn beard is looking uh, lush. <laughs> I'm starting to get it dialed in. I'm I'm learning a process to maintain the beard, but also mm. it's starting to get some length now. Um, still terrible at beard growing. Yeah. Well, I will just say that like you. Your beard is is a is is a camp kid, right? It's like it's got it's got tools, it's toolsy, but like you get it in 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 action, and it's like, all right, let's work on some things. Right, I'm not a quitter, so I'm committed to at least trying it. But I I may have a surprise in store for the next DCTF staff meeting, so we'll see what happens. Ooh, Fu Manchu. Uh, I don't know. Do I have the tools for that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. It's Greg Powers, the next level athlete. We're going to talk a little bit about recruiting from all across the Lone Star State. We will start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise is a Tascacita, uh wide receiver, tight end. You can call him a big receiver. You can call him uh, a, a pass catching tight end, whatever you want to call him. Uh, it's Landon King from Atasca City. He's one of the hottest recruits in the state. Uh, this week, added offers from A&M, Alabama, Arizona, Auburn, Arizona State, Oregon, and Penn State. Uh, he is just on and on and on it goes for Landon King. The measurables are there. And you saw him, saw him at the Next Level Athlete Texas Top 100 Showcase in Houston. And uh, you believe the hype. 
Yeah, definitely I do. The hardest thing for me is going to be to decide whether he should be rated as a wide receiver or a tight end. I couldn't even make the determination for this week in accruing, so I just used the slash and called him both. Um, he is that guy uh, that can create mismatches, especially out of the flex position, but he has the size in his lower body, as you can see him going through the drills here, that he could potentially grow into, I think, a true tight end as he matures within a college strength and conditioning program. Uh, suffice to say, he's the type of dude that you want to try to get the football to. He can move the chains, and he's going to be a tremendous red zone option for whatever school he ends up playing for in college. And uh, I, I think that he's one of those guys that will climb up the, the rankings list as more experts and college coaches have a chance to see him. Of course, we're a bit delayed with no evaluation period, so it's nice to actually get to watch him go through these camp drills uh, from the January Texas Top 100 right here and give you a look at what he is, how he has matured since the end of uh, Atascacita season in 2019. Well, and you think about Atascacita as a, a school that is always long on offense. they got plenty of, of weapons. And, you know, look, if you want to start playing conspiracy theorists, uh, they are coached by Craig Stump, a former A&M great. Uh, one thing when you look at this, the, the, the measurables here are 6'4", 205. And just looking at him, the the length that he has, uh, I mean, his arms go down to the floor. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and you see right there, as soon as you said that, he showed you the catch radius. So that's the type of, of qualities that he's bringing to the table. Colleges that are listening to our podcast right now probably saw that, and maybe there will be the next one to offer. But he's pretty much gotten them all now already. So we'll just see what happens. There's probably no offer out there that he's really desiring or really needs with that list that came through just in the past seven days. Exciting time for Landon King. Most certainly. Uh, let's stick with six four two zero five pass catchers from the Houston area. When we go to our commit of the week, our commit of the week, a couple weeks ago, you may remember we were talking about the most heavily offered prospects in the state. And I think it actually surprised some people when we said that the that it was actually Fort Benton Hightower 2021 wide receiver Latrell Neville uh, was the most uh, offered prospect in the state. Uh, he has made his selection, and he is heading to Virginia Tech. And this is the second high-profile Houston-area commit for Virginia Tech, joining Demetrius Davis, the North Shore quarterback, um, I mean, look, the Hokies making a little bit of noise. Yeah, definitely. Over the last two recruiting cycles, Virginia Tech has pushed hard into Texas. They're still in on a top, uh, some of the other top prospects in the state, uh, markedly Latrell McCutcheon at Austin LBJ, who's one of the top cornerbacks who recently decommitted from Alabama. Landon Watson, a recent LSU commitment from Hutto, a defensive end linebacker who's an edge rushing specialist Virginia Tech is heavy on those guys which would kind of map out um, progress I think for Virginia Tech in Texas because they started in Houston and now they're starting to expand out into other areas based behind the, the success that they have had in H-Town so I think that this is a, a good starting point for Virginia Tech who's found that they can recruit Texas and they can add quality players to their roster from Texas and when you get the most heavily offered FBS prospect in the state on your list, uh, people notice that too. So, I mean, you need to try to capitalize on some of that momentum uh, if you're Virginia Tech right now. 
Yeah, it, it's big doings there for Justin Fuente and company. And, and it was, that's kind of the headline on what was a busy week of commitments. Um, we are going to have them all at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. If you want to see all the commitments from this week and this week in recruiting. A couple of them that stood out to me, uh, Lindale running back Jordan Jenkins commits to Baylor. Um, Lancaster running back DQ James uh, commits to Hawaii, which I don't know why every kid just doesn't commit to Hawaii. And and then uh, um, uh, and then Denton Ryan quarterback Seth Hennigan committed to Memphis. Which ones uh, from the from the list of of commitments, the long list of commitments from this week, uh, which one really stood out to you? Well, I mean, I think that you touched on Jordan Jenkins from Lindale committing to Baylor. You're talking about a six foot, six foot one, two hundred pound running back who runs a sub 11, 100 meter time. So, I mean, that's a huge commitment for. Jordan Jenkins to stay in state also one of my favorite recruits to listen give an interview to uh, Ashley Pickle talked to him at the Texas top 100 back in January and that interview was amazing um, so he is one of those guys who's very thoughtful when you put him in front of the camera and has some cool answers when you talk to him about football uh, Monte Dawson from All Saints committed to SMU added to that commitment list with Preston Stone giving Preston Stone a weapon uh, that he can utilize out of the backfield or possibly split out into the slot. He's one of the state's fastest or quickest players. So that's a huge commitment for SMU. Um, but a sleeper that I really think that you should pay attention to is South Lake Carroll wide receiver Brady Boyd going to Minnesota to play in the Big Ten. I think this is the type of kid who can go up into the Big Ten and really make waves. He is um, a great uh, route runner has tremendous hands, and he's one of those guys that slides under the radar a little bit in the Texas wide receiver hierarchy, but he's a guy who can really do it all, and Minnesota knows what they're doing when they're making evaluations too, so that's one to really keep a close eye on, I think, as well as a guy who's leaving the state of Texas. It's Greg Powers, the Next Level Athlete, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation hashtag TF today. Uh, let's roll on to our underclassmen of the week. Uh, a squad that is no stranger to putting out prospects, Duncanville, uh, has a 2022 offensive lineman, Jalen Early. Uh, and this week, he more than doubled his offer list, uh, getting uh, some, some notches from SMU, A&M, Ohio State, Washington State, Virginia, all stepping up. They join Oklahoma, Houston, Arizona State, Colorado, um, this is a guy who I know was a big part of their offensive line last year when they made a state championship game. Uh, seems like it, he's people are starting to notice that. Oh yeah, if you're the offense, if you're an offensive lineman for Duncanville, you're probably pretty good. <laughs> well, how about this? He's so good that Duncanville did not need the 2021's number seven rated in-state prospect, Savian Bird, to play left tackle. That's how good Jalen Early is. So that is saying something in and of itself. I'm surprised that he doesn't have all the offers by now, but it's only going to be a matter of time as you see these top schools starting to uh, go ahead and pull the trigger on, his, on getting him a scholarship. Uh, he doubled it from four to nine, more than doubled it this week, and it'll probably go – you know, nine to 20 pretty fast, but you can clearly see on tape what Jalen early is bringing to the table. He's big, he can move and he has a tremendous upside. I was going to say the thing that strikes me about watching this, this film on him, he's very quick off the ball. He is, uh, you know, there are some of these, some of these tackles who are, um, 
uh, lumbering, especially in the, maybe in the in the run game. Uh, this guy is, has a really quick first step and and is into that second level very quickly. Uh, I think it's easy to see why uh, you know he's 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 suddenly one of the hottest prospects in the state in the class of 2022. Yeah, it jumps out at you on tape right away. There are some of these guys who are just no doubters. He's one of those no doubters. And I know there were some coaching changes at Duncanville this year, where some coaches moved on to be head coaches at other programs. And I, I don't. I'm not well-versed enough to know exactly what positions those coaches were coaching on the day-to-day, but I would want to be the Duncanville O-line or D-line coach. That's got to be a great job. Yeah, it seems like it's uh, – it, it seems like sometimes, you know, you know how they were talking about it whenever you have a great quarterback, you just want to be their, their quarterback coach. Uh, that's, that's kind of the, the way there with Duncanville's offensive line and uh, led by Jalen Early, their 2022 tackle. Uh, let's get to our – round it out with our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week is Cannondale 2021 defensive back J.D. Coffey. Uh, he is our recruit of the week because he narrowed down his list to six – uh, four out-of-state schools, LSU, Michigan, Oregon, and Washington. Uh, so you're talking about four different conferences there. And then you're adding two in-state schools, Baylor and Texas, uh, all vying for the services of Kennedale 2021 defensive back J.D. Coffee. Yeah, um, he actually is one of those guys who wanted to make an early decision. He slowed things down based on... Um, but behind the quarantine, certainly not being able to go out and see some of these schools has kind of really, in a way, changed the recruiting process back to the way it was before we had the early signing period and the early official visits. That's kind of the way I'm looking at how all this is developing. Of course, the evaluation period for colleges being based all but canceled has changed it even further. But I think as you evaluate how these kids are going through the recruiting process, you kind of maybe think about the old school way that they now are probably possibly going to take some more time. We saw a lot of commitments this week from, from kids who did have these committable offers, but a lot of these big time guys may have to push things back into the fall when they can take official visits to see some of these schools up close in person, because the decision-making process when you're picking between top tier programs can be very intricate and complicated and you want to make sure that you're you're doing your due diligence whenever you want to try to make that decision. J.D. Coffey may find himself in that situation now. Uh, but that being said, when a prospect releases his top school list, that's when you really have to be alerted that something could be going down. I'm not saying that's the case necessarily with J.D. Coffey, but he has an idea now of which schools that he's most seriously concentrating on. Could one of those schools in that top six actually be standing out a bit more than one of the others? That's the question you have to ask yourself when you see these guys start to announce a top 10, a top five, or in J.D. Coffey's case, a top six. Um, two in-state schools definitely to keep an eye on there are Baylor and Texas. We'll see how they if they can close this thing out. Um, but some out-of-state programs also still in the mix as well. He's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Powers Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1 Powers. Appreciate your time, and I'm looking forward to seeing what your facial hair looks like next week. All right. Have a surprise, maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. It's all a surprise. There he is, Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete, for this week in recruiting. Thank you for his time and his courage.
Uh, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Speaking of TexasFootball.com, Mm-hmm. We have a thing on texasfootball.com that I think you guys are going to like or potentially yell at us about. Definitely it yell is the 2020 Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Texas High School Football Stadium Showdown, in which we have a bracket of 64 different stadiums from around the state. And we have put them into a bracket. I want to be very clear that the bracket, that while all of the stadiums were chosen by the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff, the seating in the bracket is entirely random. Mm -hmm. Entirely random. I literally took the 64 stadiums. I went into Excel and I did rand between one and a thousand. Assigned them all a random number and sorted them. So that's how we got that. Um, so we have the 64, um, the, the 64, uh, stadium bracket up at texasfootball.com, uh, for the stadium showdown. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, this is, um, I'm going to be honest. There's a, there's a lot of really, there's a lot of really good stadiums that were left off mm-hmm. because inevitably that's, that's how it's always going yeah, to be. Yeah, there's 1200 of them and we had to narrow it down to 64. So some of them and, are going to be left And that up. was not fun. That no. was not fun in and of itself. But uh, I feel really good about our bracket. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like we've got a lot of really fun, um, uh, really, really fun stadiums. And more importantly, we got some banging first round matchups. Oh, yeah. Um, so region, oh, we broke region one, the one that I'm really interested in, it went up today. Uh, I think we just tweeted a couple uh, right before the show. Uh, Rogan Field, which is the mm-hmm. graveyard in San Saba, going up against Sam's Memorial Stadium in Brownsville is mm-hmm. really good. That's a great first-round matchup. Um, and then Region 2, a um, few different ones that you can do. Um, I like the Houston area matchup between Legacy Stadium and Katy and Tully Stadium in Houston. That's, a, that's very much like a classic versus new stadium. Uh, that one figures to be really fun. Uh, I as liked, far as the first. Uh, you've also got go ahead. Buckaroo Stadium in Breckenridge and Yellow Jacket yes. Stadium, The Rock and Cleburne. I like those. I thought yeah. that was a good matchup. That's gonna be re- that's gonna be really fun. Uh, Region three, uh, a lot of different options here, uh, but the but what I think is gonna be really fun to watch is um, the the matchup between uh, the Wildcat Stadium in Paris and Alamo Stadium in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Alamo Stadium is this massive, massive stadium, and Wildcat Stadium in Paris, I think, is a, is like a a low key threat to make a really deep run because it's an excellent matchup. Also, Murphy Stadium versus the uh, in Gladewater versus the Mustang mm-hmm. Bowl Sweetwater is yes, that's a good awesome. one. I did not realize how many Mustang Bowls or Mustang Stadiums there was. Mm-hmm. Wildcat Stadium was an unbelievable, yep. and Tiger Stadium. Like I would have to and when Memorial I was making the graphics, stadium. like yeah, search through to find like i could only use the name of the town or else i would have never have known which one was which we've got a a big time austin versus houston area showdown uh reeves stadium uh which is the uh i believe that's uh, i want to make sure 
the that is the um that's the that's the palace on parmer mm-hmm. um that's uh, that, that's that's reeves uh reeves stadium uh that, going up against sci-fair fcu stadium which is uh the um the the berry center mm-hmm. uh, in houston that one's going to be a lot of fun in in, in round one uh, but anyway you can vote on all of these there's 32 first round matchups we have 64 stadiums to crown the champion of the t- dave campbell's texas football 2020 stadium showdown vote early vote often vote now at texasfootball.com a little bit earlier this week monday today's wednesday right i don't know i think so (laughs) today is a day of the week on a day besides this day of the week yes uh, i spoke with the new head coach of the dallas carter cowboys coach spencer gilbert the longtime offensive coordinator for the lancaster tigers taking uh, a head coaching job at dallas carter uh, had a great conversation with Coach Gilbert. Here is our conversation with new Dallas Carter coach, Spencer Gilbert, on Texas Football Today. Nothing can stop Texas high school football, not even a global pandemic. And uh, it's strange times for everybody, but none more so than new coaches. And we're joined by one of those new coaches. The new coach of the Dallas Carter Cowboys We're joined by Coach Spencer Gilbert. Coach, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Well, doing great. Uh, first and foremost, congratulations uh, on on the new gig. Uh, I know that this was a a long time coming for you. What, I guess you've 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 been a name that we've known for a long time as a as a as a big name assistant there at Lancaster for a long time. I doubt that this was the first job that ever crossed your path. But why was Dallas Carter the the right choice for you? Well, when you think about Dallas Carter, you talk about the history and the tradition of that school. And, you know, the things that, they, that the district is trying to do for football now, it just made the job ideal. To be a part of the history, to have an opportunity to build on that is an opportunity you really can't pass up. It's just a tremendous opportunity for me and my family, and I'm looking forward to getting in there and getting started. Uh, you know, you get hired there in, in, in early March, a few weeks ago, uh, and obviously – the whole world's gone upside down since then. Yes. <laughs> uh, can you kind of walk us through what the last few weeks, what your what since you've taken the job, what your experience has been like? Oh, it was it was absolutely crazy. And I took the job uh, on a on a Thursday, right before spring break, and then Friday they started announcing that the district's gonna be closed for a couple of weeks. And I've only been on campus for maybe about thirty five minutes. So, for me, I haven't even had the chance to meet all the players, other than via text. Uh, you know, some Zoom meetings and things like that. But so it's been, like, unbelievable uh, uh, how you have to do these things these days. It's just – it's tough because you have to put a staff together and meet the kids all without having to do face-to-face meetings. So you can't do anything face-to-face. You can't even meet at restaurants to meet with coaches. So it's kind of difficult uh, right now to do anything. But we've been really – I've been really working hard, talking to guys on the phone, Zoom meetings and things like that. Uh, all my kids, they're working hard now. I've got a chance to talk to them quite a bit. And so they're working hard doing a at-home workouts and things like that. So we're, we're moving forward. I was going to say, so even though obviously there are circumstances in your way that you can't control, um, right. you feel like the progress is there? You feel like you guys are moving forward? Oh, yes. The progress is definitely there. Like I said, I talk to the kids every day, uh, you know, my, especially my varsity kids. Uh, today I had a like, meeting with all my incoming freshmen. Uh, so I've been able to talk with a lot of the kids and, and kind of monitor their progress. We gave them a little workout to do. They could do at home, and, and they check in with me every day to say, okay, yeah, coach, I got mine done. And so, you know, hopefully everything is going well, but a lot of them don't have access to weight, so it's most a lot of push-ups and, you know, things they can do around the house, you know. So it's really 
it's really different times for us right now, especially being a new staff there. We're talking with Spencer Gilbert, the head coach of the Dallas Carter, Carter Cowboys here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, this is a uh, – you, you mentioned the, the, the pride in this program. You mentioned the, uh, that this is a, a program with a lot of history. Uh, right. I'm interested for, for the Carter Cowboy fans who are, who are out there um, who are wondering what kind of team they can expect to see. Uh, what, what would you say to them? What would you say is going to be a, a – what is a Spencer Gilbert coach team going to look like? Well, my, my, my biggest thing is to have a, a disciplined, consistent team. You know, the more consistent we can become, the better opportunity we have to win, especially when you talk about November, December. I think what, what you have there, what we have to do, is is still a different type of work ethic in them and let the kids understand that the more disciplined they become, the more consistent they come to their approach to everything that they do, if they're consistent in it, then we always have an opportunity. And I think if you look at our team, our Carter football team, you see a tough team, a hard-nosed team, a team that plays physical, and a team that plays with uh, no-quit attitude. Uh, obviously, you, you've spent the for, for those who don't know, maybe you, you spent the uh, the last uh, you know seven seasons at at Lancaster, uh, and right. you spent the last twelve seasons there uh, with office cor- uh, as the office coordinator for Coach Chris Gilbert down there uh, at, at Lancaster. Uh, right. What did you learn from from Coach Gilbert down there at Lancaster that you're going to take with you to this job? Well, you know, Chris and I have been, been around each other for a long time. I think we started together at, actually in Greenville as assistants of the Coach Sedbury. And so, you know, the thing that I, I learned most from Chris is basically the organization and how to be a steady leader and how to make sure you stay composed and, and, and be that, that, that calming voice when uh, chaos breaks loose. And I think Chris was always very good about uh, giving his coaches, uh, you know, the, the ability to coach their position and to own their positions. So that's really important to me, how to empower the assistants and let the kids just go out there and play, take as much off the kids and the coaches as I can, and let them go out there and just do their job. I think that's the main thing I learned from Chris is, is how to be a professional coach and how to uh, be, actually be, a minute, be an administrator for, for your staff and your players. Yeah, I, I mention all the time that I feel like calling plays is 1% of the coach's job. You know what I mean? You, there's a lot that goes into it besides that. Right. Uh, right. I want to ask you a little bit about realignment. It's come and gone. You're, you're, you guys, your Carter Cowboys are thrust into District 8 with Wilmer Hutchins, Dallas Roosevelt, North Dallas, Dallas Lincoln, and, and Pinkston. Uh, interested in, in, in your, your take on, on the district. These are uh, teams that know each other extremely well. Uh, there are right. some rivalries in this district. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in, in your, your perspective on, on your district going forward. Well, you know, as I look at the district, it's, of course, it's a lot different from anything I had in Lancaster. And so, you know, going looking at this district, it is a lot of tough inner city rivalries there. And so no, no matter what the talent level can be on any team, because of those rivals, there will always be tough physical ball games. And I'm just looking at the, the video from the last three years of the Wilma Hutchins game. That game has been really tough and physical each time, really close games. And, and, and Hutchins got the best of us for the last three years. So – that's one thing that my players are really talking about, talking about the Hutch game and the Kimball game, actually, is the one they're really looking forward to. And so those are the things that I hear a lot about. I'm looking forward to really uh, uh, establishing ourselves as a, a power back in DISD to return Carter to where it should be. And that, that team, it's, it's, like I tell the kids, our, our motto is this, we're still Carter high. You know, I don't care what you think, we are still Carter high. And uh, our position like that is to, to take that, take that motto and make sure we make everybody understand that we're still Carter High. He is Spencer Gilbert. He is the head coach of the Carter High. 
Uh, Coach, really appreciate your time. Please stay safe. Congratulations again on the new gig, and, and we'll be talking down the road. I appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. There he is, Spencer Gilbert, the new head coach of the Dallas Carter Cowboys. Um, so, uh, like, I, I thought that was amazing that, what, he got to be in the building for 35 minutes Five before minutes. we started hearing, yeah. like, hey, by the way, uh, we may be leaving for a while. Right. And I think that we think so much, we keep thinking so much about not being able to talk to his players and stuff, but he brings up a great point. He's trying to put together a staff. Like, mm. not only are you trying yeah. to figure out how you're going to work with the kids, but you got to figure out who in the world you're even going to put by your side, you know? That, right. That's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, we appreciate Coach Spencer Gilbert taking a little bit of his time a little bit earlier this week. And now we go to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. A very special Final Thoughts. So I got your pictures, and we have them uploaded. So so to for people who missed the pre-show, we had the conversation about would you rather get rid of uh, cockroaches or would you rather get rid of mosquitoes? The answer is obviously mosquitoes. Yes. Um, I asked Tep Wife just now which one she would choose and she chose mosquitoes as well but she did bring up the point she was like would that have an effect on like the ecosystem like you know how we like we need spiders right and i was like you're thinking too hard yeah no the answer is mosquitoes can um, go away go they can go away uh but uh that was what sparked the conversation about crickets because i have been attacked twice by bugs on the air mm-hmm. here is Let's go to the first the one first one this one is a moth. This was this was a moth <laughs> from 2018 in Longview. Um, and this photo, actually, do you know who took this photo? Was um, uh, uh, Fox Sports Southwest muckety muck uh, Jason Walsh hey. took this photo and sent it to me. Um, but I yes, I, I was I was attacked by a moth on the air. Uh, but that was five years after the initial assault uh, by mm-hmm. a bug. Uh, which was in my debut year where I got uh, uh, I got uh, attacked by a, uh, a cricket. That's As so great. As you can great. see, <laughs> there is a very large cricket there that is um, that is attacking me um, <laughs> on live television. This is uh, and and by the way, I'm pretty sure this is like my third ever television show. Yes. And so I don't it's know like... what in the hell I'm doing anyway. <laughs> and then this. And then we're so, gonna add a um, bug to it. So there you go. That's also what the show used to look like. Yeah. Uh, yes. Different. Uh, the show has changed. I uh, like yes. that it says so, writer at DCTF or, oh no, Twitter. That's what it is. Twitter. Twitter yes, at Twitter. DCTF. Yeah. Um, that's anyway, uh, yes, that was, um, um, that, that's my experience <laughs> with bugs. Um, always, always, always get rid of the mosquitoes though. Yes, absolutely. We agree on that. Uh, that it? Yep. That's the ender. All right. That's going to do it for us. Tomorrow, we can tease this. Oh, yeah. The football movie of the month is back with yes. uh, our review of the cinematic classic, Yes. Little Giants. Uh, so we will be reviewing Little Giants tomorrow uh, for our football movie of the month. You will not want to miss that. So, 
That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thank you to Dallas Carter coach Spencer Gilbert and to Greg Powers, the next level athlete, for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. Wash your hands. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.